0: Welcome back, achievers, to an unusual recording. These achievers' game podcast. So, I have today with me odell Harmon Jr. Post the beginning of the show, so he was limited on time. So, what we did was let's compromise. Let's hit the middle of the show, and then I'll do the beginning later. And that's what we did to save on time. Make it make sure he can make his thing. He has a full time job, and of course, a podcast on the side. So he's a busy man. So. That's the compromise. I'm going to be doing Not So Rapid Fire and Rumor Roundup separately from the show. It will be combined for you at home and you won't even notice a difference. But I did want to open with that just so you don't notice something strange. And you're like, what's happening? Why are you only talking by yourself now and not later? Are you some sort of being from the future that inserted himself into the internet and now has taken control of my device and now knows my name, David? Anyways, Not So Rapid Fire. Gotham Knights reviews are out. You can go read them if you want from whoever you'd like. Of course, we don't do early access for games. So, Uh, well, I say that like it's a choice. It it is a choice. Personally, if someone gave it, I wouldn't accept it. But uh, no one cares about us anyways. But go read the reviews if you want. Uh, Not glowing, uh, to say the least. Um, Hopefully, I will like it. I will still be buying and playing this game. I still think it will be good. At least good enough for me. I, I saw... A bunch of people say it's okay to it's terrible to don't even play it to I don't recommend it to the story is great. Like I heard uh, pretty much every amalgamation of this game is good to bad. So go check them out if you are wary of your purchase. I'm still going to be buying it myself. Now. Gotham Knights is out. Of course, there was a controversy earlier in the week about the performance mode of the game of Knights on consoles is only going to be 30 frames per second. I think that's a bit of a letdown to say the least. So, Flory Marty, Fle- Flor Marty gave an official statement on their Discord when rumors were circulating. So, pretty much someone, I think, clipped or broke NDA or something. Someone said something, and I think a Reddit picked it up. That was like, oh, this, this is 30, not thirty frames on consoles. And I was like, what? And everyone's like, what? No way. They pretty much didn't believe it until they made the statement on their official Discord. Quote, hello, everyone. I know many of you are wondering about the availability of a performance mode for Gotham Knights on consoles. Due to the types of features we have in our game, like providing a fully untethered co-op experience in our highly detailed open world. It's not as straightforward as lowering the re- re- resolution and getting a higher frames per second. For this reason, our game does not have a performance quality toggle option and will run at 30 frames per second on consoles. This was met with wide widely disdain. Just no one likes this option. I don't I think it's laughable that this game doesn't have 60 frames at even the lowest of standards. Uh, we're going to get into an opinion on that later that I fully disagree with, but but let's not skip ahead. First off, um, I think yeah, at least from trailers, this game doesn't look very pretty. So I imagine getting to 60 frames it has to be the bare minimum internally. It, sh- it should at least should have been. I think a marker was missed if that wasn't or management just does not understand the ecosystem right now or does not read the room because the the room says games at least that are high action. I'm going to be jumping from person to person. I'm beating people up. It should bare minimum be 60 frames per second. I understand the counter argument of some people saying, well, Batman Arkham wasn't. That was in a bygone era that I think we've moved on now. I think this next generation of consoles need to be running at 60 frames. I think that's now the benchmark. I think that is now kind of the bare minimum people have to hit. You need to have a performance mode and you need to have an optional uh high fidelity mode. I understand her argument is like it's just not that easy. I get it. I understand it's not easy. I'm not saying it is, but you should do it. And I'd hate to be the backseat. Game developed here because I don't understand the process of doing things like this. I understand there there's RAM cost and things of that nature. I understand all these things, but that should have been priority kind of one about performance. I saw that the minimum requirements on on running it on PC apparently first off is not even running well to begin with, but uh, regardless of your graphics card. But I saw the minimum requirements was like a like a what was it like a sixteen sixty or something. And I'm like, so you're trying to tell me you can't get 60 frames on our systems, but you can get it working on something lower than that, like a 10, like a 2050 or something like that's just unbelievable. So I I just fully understand that this is probably an engineering problem that they just couldn't figure out and they were just hoping no one would care. Uh, But I think it's come to find out a lot of people cared (laughs) and uh, I would say unsurprisingly so. And that did prompt uh, Lee Denevold, a um, Rocksteady developer, to comment on all of this, pretty much blaming the series as for all this kind of Uh, very strange. So he pretty much deleted his account now because uh, he said some very unwise things, I would say, especially given the things. Now, he is a smart man. I won't say he made anything an error and he probably is right with a lot of his things, but. He was saying that multi-platform games always have to optimize for the lowest performer, and it's the Series S GPUs mostly's fault. Now, that's very interesting because, as far as I understand, the Series S is actually pretty strong, especially for the price point. And again, I'm going to say it again. Why are you able to get these PC games running on there? That's something that I just don't understand. I'm not saying that I'm correct in this assumption that, like, if you can run it on PC at the lowest graphics card, then you should be able to do it on Series S. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I'm I'm just saying optically through someone who does not understand the tech and the ways these games operate I have to side from my internal dialogue here and say that's just not going to be good enough for me it ha- we have to have a new bar at some point and we can't just be like oh it's on 60 frames okay we'll just accept that and eat it And eat, you know. oh no yeah we shouldn't have opinions because we don't understand games That's I hate that argument I had someone try to tell me that when I was in, uh, arguing something about Destiny that if um you're not a game developer you shouldn't give your opinions which is one of the most laughable things i've probably ever heard from a person a grown person before now this led me to vgc so this actually went live today at 1 30 p.m a uh, developer claims many studios are asking xbox to drop mandatory series s compatibility now this is written by tom ivan over there a uh, great website by the way vgc you should go check it out give this article a read because i could not do a write-up on it as uh this was kind of at the wire I, I didn't have time to do this at one in one life vfx artist ian Mclure made a claim on twitter in response to a comment from better games journalist jeff Gersman, who said he thinks the whole quote series s is holding back next gen arguments uh next gen games uh end quote argument doesn't hold up quote most of these games also come to pc and already have to cover a wide variety of configurations Gersman pointed out McClure, who worked on last year's Xbox Series S and X and PC game, I Am Fish at Bosia. What kind of name is that? Which also develops and publishes the Surgeon Gym layer responds quote It might sound broken, and the reason you are hearing it a lot right now is because many developers are have have been sitting in meetings for the past year desperately trying to get Series S launch requirements dropped. Studios have been through one development cycle where Series S turned out to be an albatross around the neck of production, and now games are firmly being developed with new consoles in mind. Teams do not want to repeat the process, end quote. They've all been protected, by the way, so only approved followers can see these tweets now. He actually went uh, dark, so he does not want people reading this. Um, in a series of sensitivity tweets last like week, initially sparked the Golf Nights won't have performance, blah, 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 Rock senior character technical artist Lee Denevald also claimed the trade offs. Quote, I wish gamers understand what 60 frames per second means in terms of all these things they lose to make the game run that fast, he said, especially taking into account that we have a current gen console that's not much better than the last gen one, end quote. Responding to a question about the hardware bottleneck, he singled out the Series S's GPU, noting that platforms need to optimize for the lowest performer. By the way, something I've been saying for years, and uh, the game industry refuses to believe. I, again, I I thought the Series S's GPU was better than this. Again, they're, they're still using old PC tech, so I'm, I'm very confused on the argument here, but again, I hope some game dev explains this to me. Anyways. Denver went on to claim that, quote, an entire generation of games hamstrung by that potato, end quote, because Microsoft insists that games are released on both Series S and the relatively powerful Series X. Digital Foundry's Alexander Batagala claimed in May to have heard that some developers that memory constraints were making Xbox Series S a pain to work with. Now, if you remember, we did cover a story prior, I believe in March of this year. I can't quite remember. They, they did open up a little bit of the memory constraints on the Series S. try and aid game developers so it's clear that xbox heard these problems and are trying to remedy them i'm curious if they're going to now open it up more to try and satisfy these people because clearly people are upset and they need to not have the series s be a detriment if you are requiring a both series s and x version quote we've heard from multiple developers that they kind of feel the series s in a bit of a pain at times not the cpu or gpu power there but it's more like the memory constraints in a game software development kit released in June, Microsoft said it ha- it may quote hundreds of additional megabytes of memory available to serious S developers. That's what I just said, actually, so it was June. I, I apologize. I said March. This gave developers a more control over memory, which can improve graphics performance in memory constrained conditions. Yeah, so we actually covered that back in June. Sorry, I, it was fresh on my mind, so I should have thought it was earlier. But yeah, it, it's there. We go. I mean, they tried to remedy the situation. Maybe it hasn't worked. Maybe they haven't tried the new memory constraints. Because we're, they're working on old versions or something. I don't know. But hopefully this is remedy. Because if this is true, this needs to be fixed ASAP by Microsoft. And we need to find some sort of solution. Maybe we try to use cloud servers to try and alleviate some of the stress on the Series S. Uh, because that's like the big hot topic Microsoft wants to be pushing, right? Cloud servers. So maybe we try and do that. Maybe the cloud... Uh, will aid some way in offset the processing or something. I don't know, but this need this now needs to be numero uno if this is true, if this really is the case. At Microsoft, they're sitting there, they're thinking, hey, what's our biggest number one issue? If this really is holding back devs in this generation and it's their fault, that needs to be singled out. I will do a counterpoint. Why does it not work on PS5 then? And why isn't it optional on both series s and then x and then ps5 because if it doesn't work on the series s but it, it does work on the series x and ps5 versions then why is it not talkable on those oh, it's still conf- I'm, again still getting confusing still getting kind of strange responses to these things again not a developer but i am not going to hold back my thoughts regardless of that i'm stupid so i, I have the right to say it <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a quick. Microsoft is laying off a thousand people across their entire company. This ranges from literally every section of Microsoft. They are slashing, slashing, slashing. Uh, this is Xbox. This is their military division. This is their win- uh, Windows division. Office. I mean, literally every part of their thing saw some sort of cut. So, I think this is just the beginning of this recession that America and I mean, really the world is finding themselves in. That we're just going to keep seeing layoffs. We already saw them at places like, I believe, Polygon and Kotaku, I believe, lost some people. I believe we're seeing, of course, we talked about it on the show that we just recorded. G4 is gone uh, after their layoffs. They're just straight up gone now. There's so many different things that that we're going to keep seeing. I wouldn't be shocked if we start seeing a couple bigger names get laid off. Again, never happy for these cases. I'm just getting fact that everyone's gonna feel their wallets shrinking up a little bit and what does that say to big money that means they got to start cutting people and that's just the unfortunate reality a new trailer for final fantasy 16 is out now called ambitions now this was just a quick wrap i wanted to do about the game uh this uh, i haven't watched it yet but i'm hearing great things now i i'm in that weird spot where it's like oh, do i watch it because i kind of want to go in like super dark but it seems like we might be far from a release so i feel like i should just watch it and then just be like oh, okay this looks this looks fun um i will say every time we see final fantasy 16 it's always the same fucking dark landscape so like can we get some lights and get some pretty colors please because why is it like so gothic everywhere like let's get some lights let's get some lights or at least some pretty daytime or maybe or night skies at least let's get some aurora borealis going or something i don't know but Every time we see it, it's always a very dark night sky. And I'm like, all right, let's get some cool stuff going. This is via, Via Games Chronicle. EA is closing some servers. So I just want to bring this to attention. Online support for Armory of the Two the 40th day. Armory of Two the Devil's Cartel will cease on October 20th. Online servers for Mercenaries 2 on PS3 and Xbox 360, Command & Conquer Red Alert, PS3 and Xbox 360, Command & Conquer 3, Tiberian Wars, including the Kane's Wrath expansion on Xbox 360, will be closed on November 9th. Online support will be shut down for Onrush November 30th, and for Mirror's Edge, NBA Jam on Fire Edition, Gatling Gears, and Shank 2 on January 19th, 2023. So a lot of games are being turned off. If you'd like to play them one more time, make sure to do them before the dates that I listed previously. Uh I imagine most people will not miss these. I do wish that we had ways of moving these servers forward in some way. Um so we can preserve a lot of these experiences but I imagine that's very hard, so. The sense was revealed and surprising point of for $200 was revealed as well. Here's everything that you can um here's everything that will come with it if you decide to purchase. DualSense Edge wireless controller, a USB braided cable, two standard caps, two high dome caps, two low dome caps, two half dome back buttons, two lever back buttons, a connector housing, and a carrying case. So it literally looks like the exact same things that an Elite controller comes with pretty much to the T. And they are not taking prisoners with that price point of $200 that is very high for the uh, for the. Controller, I'm very shocked that they actually went with that. I remember actually specifically Dustin Furman on Last End Media saying he thought it was going to be 200. He reminded us of that fact. He retweeted a tweet about that. And I, I almost agreed with him at the time, like, yeah, that sounds like something PlayStation would do. And I just kind of offhandly thought it and was like, nah, they won't really do it though. They did. They did. They did it. It's 200 bucks. I can't believe it. They're not even trying to compete with the other elite controller now being um uh the elite controller is 179.99 for the series two full in package and for a reductionary price you can just get the elite controller for i believe 139 now so oof that is rough pill to swallow for a playstation cetric fan if you're dual platform then maybe you don't care as much i'm thinking about buying one although i might wait for a sale because 200 is very pricey very pricey for this very curious, but I have gotten used to triggers on my controllers. Mm, excuse me, sorry. I've gotten used to triggers on my controllers, the back triggers. Like, I'm going to use those. I like my back buttons, so I might buy it just so I can get my back buttons experience on the play- on the PlayStation. I don't know. This might be a situation where I, you know, pre-order it at something like GameStop and, like, slowly pay it off. Versus, like, selling at 200 bucks when it launches. Ooh, and something I did forget. I think they say... I'll, I'll go ahead and quick quickly click on it and see if I can... Pre-orders will begin October 25th. Tuesday, October 25th. You will also be able to buy replaceable stick modules for $19.99. Just so you know. Uh, a couple last things here. Uh, the National Labor Rel- uh, Relations Board has ruled that 21 QA testers at Blizzard Albany, which is the former Vicarious Vision Studios, will be able to vote in a union election. So they're going to be able to unionize. We're going to, I think, see little parts of the QA designers, uh, sorry, QA testers do this. I think it's rather wise for specifically QA testers. Developers uh, will make their own decisions. They get paid pretty well, I believe, now. So I, I don't think that's really a problem for a lot of them. But QA testers definitely should probably have some sort of union going. Only because they're so easily dispatchable, you should probably have a quality assurance testers like Some sort of union that understands like what they're doing and how much they'll be paid and what contracts they accept because it's so easy to just let these people go under contracts set that are good for them in the short term. But I believe I wouldn't be shocked if QA testers are, you know, probably taken advantage of a little bit, a little bit would be shocked because it's just so it's probably easy, right? You can probably the idea of a QA tester, of course, is incredibly difficult, but they might see it as dispensable as i feel like i have been viewed in several of my jobs that i've done as uh, replaceable at least easily new update is live on xbox here's what to expect you can change your tv volume natively through your thing so you, you have to uh, obviously activate the hdmi cec options in your xbox to be able to do this but it will change your tv volume for you if you'd like to i think you can do it in the settings i don't know if there's like a detachable thing that you can do Like anytime you're playing, I think you have to go into your settings, but that's now live. You can mute your startup audio. So the loud Xbox Series X audio that starts, you can can turn that off. I believe you can also turn off the startup sound when you click your Xbox button now as well. So that's also an option. Or that always was an option. I don't remember. I think this is the power chime. Pretty sure you can turn that off. Changes to the Xbox power. Oh, and by the way, you can also change the light. I think that was last month. You can turn the light off. So like if you click it, like the light won't turn on. This is interesting. Change it to the Xbox power mode names, so the actual names are different now. I believe it's, uh, oh, it's it's called sleep and uh turn off or or shutdown. Sh- sleep and shutdown. So sleep is what um instant was was previously, and then of course shutdown is the previous energy saving mode. Of course, one is more eco-friendly but and it'll actually tell you how much watts you use now if that is your concern you want to you know save a couple pennies every few uh months a couple uh, maybe a dollar or two you're gonna have your xbox shut off fully xbox pass keys and guest keys are now xbox pins that's just, 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 just a name change. nothing crazy here they just changed it to xbox pins so it's all the same thing there's going to be an xbox controller firmware update get ready for that Get ready to upgrade your controllers. And there was no room around it this week. Because um, I think I just pushed all the rumors into the actual full show. Um, Because I knew Odell, I wouldn't have Odell for long. So I just threw him into the show. Um, But that is the beginning of the show. So, like I said, we are going to now cut to me and Odell right now. Welcome back to... The middle of the show, kind of, of the Easy Achievers Game Podcast with Odell Harmon Jr. How are you, my man? From PR at Stride. Thank you for joining me today. I'm doing
1: well. How about yourself?
0: It's great. It's been a good day. We're getting a little chilly here. I live in Georgia. So it's starting to get chill. Especially late at night. You walk out, you get that nice night chill. So it's it's great here. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I live in Houston, so, you know, Mm. also in the south. Also getting a little chilly.
0: Mm -hmm. It's starting, and every time it starts, I... I miss it. When it comes down, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We got Halloween very soon, too, which I don't know if you know this about me. We're going to get in the show because I know you have to leave soon. But I I, I love being in the house with the full candy bars. So I'm always excited to see the kids face when you give them the full candy bars. So as soon as we hit Halloween, me and my wife get dressed up, we stand out, we give out (laughs) the big candy bars, and it's so much fun.
1: Anyways. Uh, I'm I'm the, I'm the house with the lights off and no candy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be that. My wife would uh, divorce me if I did that. So, you know when I'm a married man, that might change. Mm. But as my bachelor of life, that 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 is Here the house I am.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. Well, first off, I want to point out the beautiful keyblade that you have in your background there. Yeah, it caught my oh, eye just you. now, and my God, I would kill for one of those. I have like a crappy styrofoam one. That
1: one looks incredible. So the trick is uh I went to the, Ren- the Renaissance Festival here in uh Texas. And you know, they always make you know real swords and weapons. And yeah. there was a guy, he literally had just a single keyblade, I guess they weren't selling well or whatever. I don't I don't know. He just had one and it was sitting there, and I was like, How much? And he was like, 150. And oh. I was like, I have a hundred cash right here right now nice and he was like
0: sold he was like fine take it i've had this for like yeah years. you know, and
1: it's made out of real steel like if you oh. hit someone you will hurt them with it oh
0: my god that's what i've always wanted and i just i was always jealous because i i think e3 in 2018 or something someone gave out a keep and he was walking around with it. i was like oh my god i would love i would cry if i got one of those but anyways let's start with the show because we do only have odell for a little bit that's why we only have him in half of the show so let's just get started With the show. All right. Well, Tom Warren from The Verge has an interesting write-up that I would not have expected, but paints a picture about Microsoft's latest dealings. Microsoft, the giant tech megacorp, has had to reveal in a recent filing to the CMA for the continued battle for the Activision Blizzard deal. Yes, we're still talking about this, unfortunately. To go through that, it is planning to open a mobile storefront. Apart being asked about this, what is the big motivation behind the purchase of Activision Blizzard? Microsoft stated such, quote, the transaction will improve Microsoft's ability to create a next-generation game store, which operates across a range of devices, including mobile, as a result of the addition of Activision Blizzard's content. Building on Activision Blizzard's existing communities of gamers, Xbox will seek to scale the Xbox Store to mobile, attracting gamers to a new Xbox mobile platform, shifting consumers away from the Google Play Store and the App Store. on mobile devices will, however, require a major shift in consumer behavior, Microsoft hope that by offering well-known and popular content, gamers would be more inclined to try something new, end quote. Of course, Call of Duty Mobile, Candy Crush Shaga, and other more King-related games will drive this initiative on expanding their storefront to multiple devices and give some line on why Microsoft was so interested in helping Epic Games in their legal uh, battle with Apple, I believe, about two years ago, three years ago now, something like that. When detailing this opportunity on, and what it could provide to Microsoft, they said, quote, The transaction gives Microsoft a meaningful presence in mobile gaming. Mobile gaming revenues from King's Division and titles such as Call of Duty Mobile. As well as the ancillary revenue represented more than half of Activision Blizzard's revenue in the first half of 2022. Mobile consumers account for around three quarters of its monthly active users. Microsoft currently has no meaningful presence in mobile gaming. And the transaction will bring much needed expertise in mobile game development, marketing, and advertising. Activision Blizzard will be able to contribute its learnings from developing and publishing mobile games to Xbox gaming studios, end quote. Now, we have a very dramatic episode for you this week, as not only this, but very other dramas throughout the industry to talk about some very more serious as those. But this is something I want to bring to everyone's attention and ask you, Odell, on. First off, I think it paints a picture a little bit better of why they're so easily to fork over this giant sum of cash to be able to grab Activision Blizzard. I think it's easy to say, oh my god, it's Call of Duty. But of course, that's nothing in comparison to something like King Candy Crush. And now it makes a lot more sense when they can get a mobile storefront going and have the backing of Call of Duty Mobile and Candy Crush Saga behind it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. The mobile gaming space, you know, throughout the years, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It's one of those people's, like, mobile gaming? <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> You know, you know, get a real controller. Me too, and now I'm me just too. like, bro, mobile gaming, it's it's crazy when you think about they have mobile games that makes billions of dollars. Yeah. And and when you think about, I mean, I don't know, I don't I can't break down how much it costs to make a mobile game, but it is considerably less, it is less yeah, than a console game. That's just that's just pure fact.
0: Yeah. So and your, your returns too. on
1: investment must be huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, just insanely huge. The free-to-play model works, yeah, yeah. The plain is simple, and it's just you know, going forward, I mean, look at Nintendo, look at Sega, look at so many other games that not only have mobile games that are popular, but actual games that are on consoles be on mobile. And, you know, I mean, Apex Mobile just recently launched, and, you know, that apparently that's been doing well according to them. I don't have the numbers, but according to them, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Right. And it's just, if you're going to be a big time game developer, it's just an error you can no longer ignore. Yeah. Or it's, it's a, I don't want to say ignore it. It's not an error you can say, oh, we can live without it. I think. We can live without it. Phase has gone and went, and it has, to, and it's probably you know is a part of every major company's decision. Like, will we port this game to mobile? Will it be on mobile? Can this game be on mobile? Will we make mobile versions of this IP?
0: I agree. I think we're seeing this not only in Microsoft, clearly just stating that they're interested, and in, we see Sony buying blanking on the studio right now, but they currently just bought a mobile. Uh, studio and said outright that this is to make mobile games of their IP. So I think we're going to start seeing a almost re-embracement because I remember I mean wow probably what 10 years ago when like the mobile boom happened everyone kind of tried something everyone kind of tried something and then nothing you know not everything that succeeded succeeded and everyone who didn't just kind of step back and it looks like we're kind of just going to happen that again we're going to have this giant boom because it's just so much money involved that it's similar to everyone trying to be like the next Fortnite with like their version of battle royale they don't care if it fails because if one of their 10 attempts is half of Fortnite, that pays for them all and then some so although i am one of the people where i i can't even bring myself to care about the mobile storefront it is something that is incredibly important to the industry
1: oh yeah and the thing i find interesting like let's just not even say just oh mobile games just like when I just games in general, because you know, 10 years ago, it would be like, Oh, we're gonna put Call of Duty on mobile. And you're like, huh, why would you do that? Why yeah. why would you play like this yep. watered down, broken version of the game? And now it's no, it's the game. It's
0: the yeah,
1: it, it, it's the game, you know. And when you think about it, there's some people, you know, there's markets like China where you know they can't get consoles, so mm-hmm. like PC and mobile is basically all they have. And there's other people where it's just like, hey, everyone has a phone. Like, it's hard to convince someone to get, you know, a $500, 400 $300 console and then buy this game, but if we can just meet them where they're at, win-win.
0: Yeah, go to where they're at already. I think that's very wise of you to say. I, th- I think it's just... I think it's at, at that point where they just, it's just too big to ignore, it. and Xbox and Sony are just showing, like, hey, we, we gotta ch- at least try with some of our IPs and see what sticks, and Xbox is doing the very Xbox thing of just buying something and then using what they bought uh to their uh financial ways.
1: Yeah, if you take it serious, there will be success to be found.
0: Yes. Agreed.
1: And then you know that I what I what what I'm still getting used to is now that we have crossplay with mobile that like Yeah. I remember someone's like, oh I play Genshin Impact Mobile and I was like, oh I play PS5 and they're like oh there's crossplay with that now I'm like there's no there's, like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah yeah there's no way <laughs> like
0: I remember the first time what? I played F- Fortnite think it was like me my wife and like our friends and we would play like on our switch and they and one of them played on their phone and i was like this is weird <laughs> like this is very strange and it's just something that's increasingly more common and i think we're gonna see more of I, I don't think we're too far away from call of duty mobile or apex legends just straight up just being the same experience at least via a cross play method
1: yeah you know you got you know devices like the steam deck and the backbone for your phones and stuff and and it's just it's it's weird because you know again nintendo they're always they're always just so far ahead of the curve yep. you know we've had the game boys and the ds lines you know we had the switch and i'm just like nintendo was just weirdly just a good decade ahead of everyone else because mm-hmm. i remember people would think like i don't know if you remember when the ds came out and like Nintendo will support the DS and 3DS heavily. Heavily, and yeah. people were like, "Why are they putting so much resources in this?" Like, I mean, yeah, it's cool, but people really do. People really want these huge experiences in the palm of their hands. The answer is yes, apparently. The
0: answer is very much yes, yeah, and and then, yeah, and those things were always huge, especially in places like Japan and things, and their attach rate was always really good too. Nintendo, I know, so many people would kill for Nintendo's uh, attach rate for their games. Let's move on to some pay disputes. During the tumultuous time, Platinum seems to be going through, openly saying they want to be purchased. Uh, this story that we're about to cover and the failure of Babylon's fall. We have a good bit to cover with this one, and we're going to discuss the future of Platinum. But let's first cover what happened with Helena Taylor. Money. So, arguably, it's arguably the most important resource in our lives, and Helena Taylor, the former voice actor of Bayonetta for the first and second game, went on Twitter to voice a problem she had with the pay. She was going to be given if she returned to a role as Bayonetta. In a video posted to her official account, she went on record stating that Platinum Games was going to offer her a flat rate with no additional benefits to voice voiced it in a third game a whopping $4,000 to voice the entirety of the game. Now, this was met with lots of fans, of course, upset and Haley herself asking people to boycott the game when it releases saying in the video, quote, If you're someone who cares about people, who cares about the world around you, who cares about who gets hurt with these financial decisions, then I urge you to boycott this game, end quote very serious way of putting this all of this going on uh caused the director of the game hideki kamai uh Kamuwaya? i always butcher the japanese spelling so i apologize for that to respond to the allegations on his twitter saying quote sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth that's what all i can t- tell now by the where uh, sorry by the way beware of my rules all in uh caps End quote i think that's just um Japanese to English writing, because I don't, that doesn't make sense. Now, this is where Bloomberg comes into the story, as Jason Schreier had some evidence that may point to the contrary. a document given to the reporter, but not shared as to avoid any legal troubles with the person who provided it, Platinum Games was going to hire Helena Trailer for $3,000 to $4,000 for at least five sessions, each with four hours in the studio, which would, of course, bring the total of up to about $15,000, but this was, of course, declined by her, and she countered with a six-figure sum in residuals, And following negotiations that ultimately fell through, they auditioned for a new actor to replace her and ultimately found Jennifer Hale to do the voice. Helena says all of this is untrue and Platinum Games is just trying to save their asses, using her words here. The Bayonetta franchise started with 2009's Bayonetta and is going to be continued with Bayonetta 3, which is set to release October 28th, 2022. And it's the third game in this uh, Devil May Cry inspired franchise. It's being developed by the now waning Platinum Games, which is for not for this series, may have been in much more trouble than they already are currently. Now, so many different ways we can attack the story. Odell, I want to start with Helena here and discuss the interesting point that we find ourselves in. It seems like everyone was upset for one day that Helena was not paid well. And then the next day, it seems like this 15,000-some, or at least fifteen to 20,000-some, I saw a bunch of different numbers being pointed around, but it seems everyone kind of calmed down after that was said and they took it seriously i would argue that either some is laughable especially to a va uh or sorry a voice actress um especially given her attitude she's classically trained and uh it it would cost a lot more than fifteen thousand dollars to get her in a booth now maybe there's a couple things that you can say maybe she is lying maybe she is referencing a three thousand dollars that she was going to be paid if she cameoed they said they would come back and she could cameo in the game and they would pay her three grand for one session maybe she's talking about that maybe she's talking about per session maybe she's being uh purposely vague who knows but i wanted to see what your thought was because this was kind of everywhere for about two days
1: okay so i already talked about this at nauseum on my other uh Podcast, but here's something I want some what, people What's that though. podcast? What's that? What's that? Podcast? Oh, the Toaster Boardroom. Toaster Oh, okay. Very yeah,
0: good. it's our
1: Nintendo podcast. But uh, so there is a video game voice actor union, SAG. Yes. That's S yes. A G dash A F T R A. By their rules, you know, a video game voice actor must make at least, I believe, it's a one thousand to two thousand dollars per mm. session. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a session could be anywhere from three to five hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, these rules have been signed on and they're unionized. They're good. So her initial claim for 4,000 total over the course of five sessions would have been, gro- you know, grossly under what, you know, the union says they cannot be paid under. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie, to people, it's not a lot to begin with, no. but there are rules and stimulations. And I would assume Platinum is very aware of this and they wouldn't do anything that would literally get them sued by, you know, the union and so on and so forth. I don't know what she was offered, but you are worth as much as you think you are. They gave her an offer. We don't know what that is. That's you know, but we know there was an offer made. We know she rejected said offer. And we know that? That's true for both sides of the stories. both the the two things both sides agree on. there was an initial offer. The offer was rejected. They went into negotiations, negotiations, they could not reach an agreement. They moved on. Now, how nasty it was. Who Mm -hmm. said what? How much money? We don't know, but we 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 do know those two things are facts from both sides that they agree on that happened. And in my opinion, that's a business deal. If I go, hey, I'll mow your grass for five dollars, and someone says, nope, I'm only giving you a dollar, and I say three, and they go, I'm only giving you a dollar, and then we're we're debating, and they find someone else to mow it for a dollar or whatever they agreed upon. It could have been three, could have been four, could have been more than I was offered. Who knows? They reached their agreement, and they moved on. And to me, th- there's no foul play there. That's that's just how business works. And I'm not here to argue how much is how much she should have been paid, because I don't know how much Jennifer Hill was paid. I'm not gonna say it was right, it was wrong. All I can say is was that's how business works. And I just feel, in my personal view, ethically, if you can't make a business deal, you shouldn't come out and be like go boycott this product or go slander it or attack someone because. To me, to me, you were not done wrong. You you within your right said, I want six figures plus royalties. They said, we can't do that. But you know what? We you, we want you back, so we're gonna try to meet you somewhere in the middle. Miss Taylor said, No go. And so it eventually got to the point where they found someone else. So and that's how I feel about the situation. And more so about like the internet's reaction. I said this before I said again. You can't always take people at their word right at the beginning. I'm not saying you got to be skeptical of everyone, but clearly there was a lot more to this situation than was let on, you know, at least get both sides. And and then with this situation in particular, because it was a business deal. This wasn't, you know, I was, you know, you know, hurt physically, mentally, someone threatened my life. This was a peer and cut business deal. And I feel like that's something that's just between you and the company. Now, of course, you know, if you're being abused or hurt or attacked in any way, shape, or form, people speak up. But this, you know, this was essentially like a breakup. And one, and one side slandering one side, making the other side the another. And, you know, us, the audience, getting into a situation that realistically had nothing to do with us. Mm. And granted, Ms. Taylor did do a call to action. So that kind of, you know, brings people to the front fold. She did, yeah. Which I, I personally think I don't think you should do like i heard someone say like this that's like a a player from a football team they can't negotiate (laughs) their contract they they you know get cut leave for another team and tell people don't go to the other team's game you know that that's kind of the situation we're in you know the good thing is you know we are talking about voice actor pay and what's fair and it should be increased and stuff and you know i agree but you know people attack jennifer hill and i'm like i I didn't understand that part one jennifer hill is also a professional she she is one of the probably most well known voices in video games. Yep. And I'm thinking one. I don't think she's gonna be underpaid for anything she does.
0: <laughs> I don't think so either. She's not
1: gonna agree to anything she you uh, know deems.
0: Which is interesting because I agree. I agree with a lie you said. First, uh, let me back. Right. let me start. Let me start with the beginning. So I definitely agree with uh something is being left out. I think from what she's saying. If they really did that, I think that I think that it's laughable by Platinum Games. But if they did really do that, maybe they didn't want her back or something. But there's no way that Jennifer Hale accepted that. She's go look at her filmography. She's she's a millionaire, so she's not just going to be wasting her time on these things. So it's it that's what got me the strangest part is that I read in one pretty much when I saw the story for the beginning with, I went, "Oh my god, this." crazy they offered her three grand that's l- l- she probably literally can't pay her mortgage with that like, like, I, like I said she-
1: like if that was the total price that would be collectively less than what is required by law by the union yeah you know
0: yeah so that so i was like is that i was like that can't be true and platinum has definitely been in a very strange spot itself openly asking to be purchased and things a lot of weird things they've been doing. So I almost didn't even like bat an eye. I was like, it sounds like something Blatton would do because they honestly probably don't have a lot of money. But again, like you said that it, it can't happen. So I'm, we're definitely missing a very important piece of this puzzle. I don't think Jason Shrides reporting, although it's important to, uh to, to read that. And it was important to the story. I don't think it fully answers really any of the questions. Sure. It was, maybe it was a little more, but even if it was fifteen grand, that's still like, that's still, I mean, that's still laughable. But like you said, at the end of the day, this was a business deal. I do think it was strange that she came out and was like, boycott the game. Um, I, I'll read her quote one more time because it, it really took me aback. I was like, you, you know, you, if you're someone who cares about people, cares about the world around you, and cares about who gets hurt with these financial decisions, I urge you to boycott the game. I I think that's a little crazy, a little high. I won't say crazy. That's that's a little too harsh. I think that's a little little up there. let that's like going to a hundred. They just underpaid you, and it it seems like you should just be like, hey, this was messed up, and I won't do it again. She definitely burned a bunch of bridges. I imagine there's a couple people that don't really want to hire her now. Maybe, uh, but I will say at the end of the day, my takeaway from this story was, uh, if 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 even if even half of it was true, if she was really like given pretty much the bare minimum of what she was worth, then that's on Planet of Games. They lost a pretty good voice actress. And then I'm still surprised that Jennifer Hale's the act the the, the runner-up because like it was she cheaper? Like I
1: don't know. It's still very confusing. Yeah. You know, ultimately we don't we don't know what the numbers were. We yeah. don't, you know, you know, taking Jason Schreier's articles, like we don't know what part of negotiation was that the first offer? Was that a counter offer? Did that offer yeah. include you know, you know what I'm saying? There's so yeah. many things we don't know. You know, and the way the 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 take I take from it ultimately again, I don't know. When I heard the part about okay, we can't get you on, but we'll offer you this, hey, you know, three to four K, which is the approximate amount for a session, you know, we'll pay you one session and you can have like a cameo or something. To me, that tells me, like, hey, we're trying to work with you, you know, we're trying to if if we can't reach an agreement for you to be the voice actor, maybe we'll just, you know, hey, you'll come in, you'll say a couple of lines as you know as a fun wink and a nod you know and that lets me know like they one side was at least open to trying to work something out you know what i'm saying again i don't know the full story but when i heard that i was like it's hard for me to believe that they were just like oh yeah. you know screw you there's the door
0: yeah there, i like i said i think there's like a it's like in the middle there's a giant middle puzzle piece that's just gone and we will just we'll probably never know most yeah, likely we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll, never know what 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 was actually going down
1: cool. To quote Hamilton, I wasn't in the room where it happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary, quote, amazing place.
1: Yeah, but I think I think what this means for the industry going forward is just you know, it, granted it, this is not true for all situations. Like you know, if someone's like someone's trying to murder me, <laughs> I'm just gonna assume no one's gonna lie about that. Yeah. I'm not saying that they, they can, but when something's that drastic, you gotta get someone to be in for doubt that you're not lying. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to things like this, I'm just like, if it's strictly business. You know, you just kind of you just kind of have to, you know, take it with a grain of salt and be like, yeah, you know, because especially in the writing world, we, we all know, like, you know, when it comes to freelancing and things, yep. that's that's the nature of the beast. Yep. And I'm not saying I'm not even giving right or wrong up or down. I'm just saying that just is what it is, and that's just how things work. And the higher you get up the ladder, the more power you have to negotiate your things. Agreed. And, but you, but you know maybe ultimately you know we'll know more of this story but like I guess the most interesting thing I can say just to cap it off is like you said earlier this was a quick turnaround between startup controversy and like the next day it was very like- quick yeah it, it it i i i didn't comment on it because i was like it's too early i'm not going to i'm also in a place where i shouldn't be just saying things without knowing information yeah but it was fun to be like people were like pick your side and then <laughs> everyone's everyone quietly erased the line in the sand of just like yeah. do what you want <laughs>
0: yeah very quick and again even even if it was true like it's still a low number so i was like eh, interesting that everyone was like oh 15, that's half of these people live in san francisco the most expensive place to live almost in the world though very interesting that, that that was like, oh, that's enough money. But again, uh, who cares? I, I think this was a very valuable lesson for people at home. We're going to we're gonna skip ahead a little bit. Because I think it's more pertinent to bring it up now. And it's a little more serious, too. Kendon Jensen came forward recently to detail a whoring account about the work and experience that she had wor- uh, received While working at Rooster Teeth. The entire account is unfortunately too long to fully delve into on a podcast. So I will will try and gather as much pertinent information as I can. Jensen worked there from 2013 to July 2022. Having to uh, work underpaid by standards at her job. And barely making $40,000 a year. After joining the company almost immediately she was given the nickname pretty much the F word. Which is an American slur used to attack gay men. It's you know fag. Now, in order for these people to call her this on camera, they used a shorter version called FUGS. Jensen came out as transgender in 2016, and she says that this is finally when the name calling stopped. This led to many people coming out of the woodworks, both former and current Rooster Teeth employees, speaking about or supporting her claims mainly, and I think the most pertinent to bring up is Michellea Burton, a.k.a. Mika Burton, who left Rooster Teeth in 2018, said on her Twitter that, quote, all I'm saying is I left out a lot of detail and was overly inclined to blatant abusers who I didn't come, uh, so I didn't name drop back in 2020. The people speaking up about the horrific treatment at uh, Rooster Teeth isn't news. Seeing the N-word written on a white bird wasn't even close to my worst experience there. End quote. This led to Rooster Teeth having to make a full statement on the matter. And they had a huge write-up about how they made changes in 2020 with their f- HR team and fully changed how they report issues and to their credit Came, uh, come, people stated. Sorry, let me back up. And to their credit, some people have come and stated that the environment at Rooster Teeth and the affiliate brands helped out a lot when they fully dissolved and replaced their former HR team. Quote, many visual, uh, individuals at Rooster Teeth acknowledge personal responsibility for their past actions, both internally and externally, end quote. This is not even the least of problems as. They are now owned by Warner Brothers Discovery and have received massive budget changes. I've seen main layoffs. As recently as 2019, they saw almost 20% of their staff laid off. Founded in 2003 by Bernie Burns, Matt Holman, Jeff Ramsey, Jason Saldana, Gus Sorella, and Joe Heyman. Rooster Teeth started with Red vs. Blue a web-based episodic comedy series set in Halo. And breaking news as I was getting ready for today's show, another Rooster Teeth affiliate channel, Funhouse. Uh, Adam Kovic is being accused of several misconducts happening when he was with uh, somebody at the time. I direct you to the Funhouse subreddit if you want full details as one, it was barely video game related, and two, I believe he is already gone. So I think he already left, and this is just like more stuff being brought to light. Odell, I'll start us off this time, uh, and I'll state that I think Rooster Teeth got away with a lot of stuff over the years. Um, I've heard... Pretty uh, crazy stuff from there pretty much since they've been, as we know as rooster teeth of just how they treat with people. And they're pretty much just their environment that they're working. Um, and unfortunately none of this surprised me when I was reading it. I was just like, yeah, this all seems track. And I feel bad that Ken didn't, went through all of this. Uh, no one to go through all this and especially the entire time getting unpaid for it. So underpaid, I should say now they had a lengthy statement, uh, I don't care. It's They said it's gotten better as of two years ago. Uh, this was going on pretty much since 2013. So it doesn't really jive with me. I'm curious what your thoughts are. It's not like a couple people said. It's not like two or three people said it was bad. It was an overwhelming majority of people came out and was like, yeah, that place sucks to work at. What would you think?
1: So, you know... As a black man, being in the video game space and someone who's been here for quite some time, like and on a professional, quote unquote, capacity since 2012. Mm. But, you know, I could probably stretch it earlier than that is, I mean, I love gaming. It's my passion. So, you know, I can view it through rose colored glasses. And I think a lot of people do. And I think an interesting thing, a lot of people don't realize that the gaming industry touts itself as this progressive bastion, like this shining light and humanity and work culture. But it's just as bad as everywhere else. Think about, you know, corporate glass ceiling, white men, you know, and suits keeping everyone who's not a cis white Christian man down and about. That's the gaming industry. And I think a lot of people don't want to admit that. That's the gaming industry, too. It's been the gaming industry also. And up until recently has been the gaming industry fully unchecked. Rooster Teeth is just a prime example of this. They are far from the only offenser of this. And I think before I say my comment on them is that I think for the game industry to really move forward from these things, especially like, you know, what happened at Activision, what happened here, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera we need to stop pretending that the game industry is this shining light of progressive behavior towards its people and employees because it's not. At its worst, it's just, The same as everywhere else, you know. That's that's just the hard truth of the matter. And the people at Rooster Teeth operated like this because they were allowed to. Because just like any other major major corporation with all the evils and conservative views and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that the gay industry I feel tries to pretend is not here. It's just prevalent. And since everyone quietly pretends we're better, we've moved on. We've never been that. These things are allowed to happen in the dark just almost indefinitely. And I just feel that they're a result of a bigger problem industry-wide, and that's how you get things with the N-word on the whiteboard, calling someone that for literal years, years. Yeah. even feeling comfortable enough to say it on camera with an abridged version. And here's the thing why that was one of the I don't worst things about personally. It. Th- yeah. They knew me it was pers- bad, and they yeah.
0: <laughs> made a nickname so they could say it on camera. Uh, I, I, I uh, interrupted you. Please go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, if you gotta make a fake name to say it on camera, you know, like you know, you know it's bad. You, you know it's bad. But but now you, it's that's yeah. And here's the thing that annoys me when people come out and apologize. Again, this is just my personal feelings. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm not assigning any names. It's just my. So I was 16 once. I'm pretty sure if I if my MySpace still existed, I can find some dumb stuff I said. I never even had a job. All I knew was, the, you know, my house, the school. I get it. We were all young once. We all learn and get better. You don't have that right to say that when you're 25, 26, 27, 23, 24. I'll give you, if I'm being lenient, maybe I'll give you from birth to 23. Maybe I'll be like, that's, that's your area to be young and foolish. Damn near 30. You don't got that excuse. I'm sorry.
0: Some of these people were 35. I was. I just want everyone to know some of these people that were named. I, I I researched all these people. I don't. I don't want this to be like the name assigned. So I didn't. I was going to include a bunch of. I don't want to just be like this guy, this guy. This. But a lot of these people are thirty-five. Some of them forty now. So seven years ago, they were like thirty-five, twenty-nine. So so it, oh, yeah, it, no. it's barely, you're it, a you a can, full-on be, fledged, you're, mature you're adult You're a grown man, <laughs> and you're still doing all this. Yeah. This wasn't like, and, you know, uh, this wasn't like Smosh or something. And like when YouTube started, like, like, it's not like that. it's not like well, it's not like a 16. wild, wild west
1: of YouTube yeah. where, you know, you could put a video of cutting off your foot and hey, <laughs> you got 10 million views. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Um, Speaking um, pretty much just about the industry, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more that I think a lot of people like to pretend like we are the bastion. And I will say this. I've I've met. I've met some of the most racist, sexist people in the gaming industry, and they do it in a way that they can hide it, or they at least pretend like that's not the thing that they care about, while the whole time that's like the one thing they fixate about. So I definitely can agree with you there. Bringing up Rooster Teeth again, yeah, I, I just, I don't follow these people, so I don't, I didn't. At the end of the day, like none of this affects me. I already don't consume their content. The closest thing I get to. It's actually kind of funny. I believe they're affiliated only through like ad sales, AdSense ad sales, and I believe merch. So like, I guess in a way I'm supporting this, but at the end of the day, like I've written these people off for a while and this is just like another example of like, yeah, this place seems pretty terrible. And again, I'll, I'll remind everyone Mika Burton's account was in 2020. That was two years ago that that happened two years ago just just as a reminder that people who probably did that still work there and i think it's awful <laughs> awful so i i can't knowingly uh associate them until they fix oh, yeah. something because again I, it's only been 2 years like you got to like do stuff you can't just be like we have three like pictures of our statement that, about how everything's better now
1: But yeah, you know, I'm happy when stuff like this comes to light because, you know, you know, I think, you know, as the old saying goes, people only change either because, you know, they want to or they're forced to. Yeah. And I think specifically about gaming, you know, our passion, the industry, the stuff we love. Gaming has been saying they've wanted to for a long time and clearly they've never wanted to. Mm we we only started seeing change, quote unquote, with the big minority push because 2020 just got that bad. It was just yeah. that bad of a year, at least here in America, racially and ethnically speaking. Like, you know, we have full on, you know, police departments like burning down yeah. by the community they serve. Yeah. 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 They, so, you know, things, things had gotten to a point where it was just like you couldn't just say things anymore. And I feel like, you know, in gaming, it also got to a point where it's like. Cause I I'll be the first to say I for years always thought gaming was just lip service. Cause I've been there, like I saw, like I've been the I saw behind the veil, and I knew everything the game industry was saying outwardly was not what was actually happening. But you know, I'm I'm trying to get my spot. So you know, you you gotta you know it's always that balancing act of how much do I want to rock the boat?
0: No, oh, I feel that, and I feel bad that you have to do that. That that's kind of shitty that you had to have to deal with it. Until yeah, like and- you can until you're in. That that sucks. And I and I yeah, kinda feel and- you there, although of course not in the same way. <laughs> Nowhere close. Yeah,
1: no, you know, it, it's different for everyone to a degree, but here here's the part where it's not good per se, but like I said, my perspective it's just the same as anywhere else, you know. It's not like this is a gaming. It's just kind of just like a cultural problem. Yeah. I, if I said that the the only problem that would make it unique to gaming is gaming, just pretends it doesn't exist here, but yeah. it, it just also does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And very well said. Thank you. Let's talk about video games. <laughs> oh we can finally stop talking about rumors as we are finally able to just talk about the reveals as konami has shown off their plan for the silent hill franchise let's start with the games that were finally confirmed we can expect silent hill 2 remake be uh being worked on by blooper team the studio behind layers of fear and the medium no news on the release day, but it will be exclusive to PS4 and PS5 for a year. Keeping with the game announcement, Silent Hill F was teased. It will be a whole new game in the universe and will be set in Japan in the 1960s. It will be written by Rikushi07, which is a pen name. I couldn't find who it was attached to. I found like two different people and I didn't want to like, assign the wrong person. Uh, so sorry about that. And it was being developed by NeoBards Entertainment. NeoBards has done a lot of port work of the Resident Evil series and has uh seemed to mostly been working as a support studio. So, uh, as far as I under- I could find, this is their first like real like by themselves game. I-, I saw them do support work on like Marvel's Avengers, a lot of the Resident Evil ports, re- remake two, three, uh the ports for um the uh, uh, Origins like it uh, was a bunch of stuff. So this looks like their first real game. And then to quickly go over non-gaming news, at the event, Silent Hill Ascension was announced. Will be a multiplayer visual novel game, something or something like Until Dawn with story-based decisions. I was thinking like Until Dawn or um, the Telltale games, like Walking Dead. That's kind of how they described it. It said it will be like choice-based without a reset button. So that's what I'm thinking. And then Silent Hill: Townfall, which Konami gave no details for. Um, and then they announced uh, like uh, the the sequel to a movie.
1: Anyways, Odell, what are You thoughts? know, I was, my, my biggest thoughts was like, how do you have a visual novel multiplayer game? That sounds interesting. Sounds very interesting. I'm not yeah. sure how that works, but conceptually, I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not a big horror fan, so I'll probably be playing none of these. Maybe, maybe the visual novel choice game. Maybe, maybe. But the rest, I look forward to seeing it. Like, I can mm. never play these games. But, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Let's Plays. But horror games is one of the few areas where I watch it because I'm just like I can never do this. Like I remember what was that game with the doll that came to life, Hugsy Wugsy or something. Oh my god. What?
0: Was, sounds horrific. That, <laughs> that, that
1: was all that was all the rage for a while. Like I watched someone play and I was just like, Oh, I could never. Mm. I could never. And I got and I got Google it. Who's Hugsy Wugsy?
0: It reminds me I think of that the was uh, That reminds me of the Five Nights at Freddy game. Something I never played, but I, I watched people play it like when it came out, like when it was like real big. But that was something, yeah, I don't think I wanted to play, because it did seem kind of scary. Oh,
1: the game is called Poppy Playtime, but the main antagonistic force in the game is a thing called Hugsy Wugsy. I don't like
0: that. Uh, Yeah, that sounds very scary. This, um, the teaser for this game seemed very terrifying, especially Silent Hill F. uh, Very gory, and it kind of seems to try and harken back to, like, the, I wouldn't say classic, but, like, you know, the... uh, Kind of nurses that were, she was like dragging that pipe on the ground. So I'm like, yeah, they definitely want to harken back to like the the different sound design choices that Silent Hill picks with to the way they influenced horror. Uh, this, yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts are from we kind of get Kunami going from zero to 100 here with the Silent Hill franchise. We got nothing for well over 10 years and now we're getting like three games in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I see
1: it like this. Um, well, one I want to shout out to Silent Hill because it's, to me it's one of the scariest horror games because it's one of the few horror games where you're pretty much helpless and you know you don't got you really don't got no gun you, you're not like a superhuman kicking your your foot through like you know <laughs> evil things so I'm but I, I think they kind of had to honestly we, after the whole PT and um, Kojima thing yeah you know I'm not here to pass judgment but after that like you kind of had to right. So kudos to them. You know, they were like, you know, we got to figure it out. We got to get our ducks in the row before we show anything. We got to come strong. And I think they did like, you know, any, any Silent Hill fan that was like, man, we're not going to get, we're not going to get PT. We're not going to see that vision. You know, we're not going to have Norman Reedus <laughs> in video games because apparently, you know, he needs to be now. He's, he's just, he's just the thing that happens in video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, if you're going to be gone for a decade working on a series, this is how you come back remake of one of the favorites in the franchises, uh, a completely new game that's looking to, you know, revitalize not only the the series, but the genre as a whole, you know, a sequel to a movie, you know, a multiplayer visual novel game that's never been done before, and just a project with a name? Yeah, that's... Regardless of how any of these turn out, it's knocked it out of the park, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, they at least put their foot forward, whereas for years, they haven't put anything forward, so... Uh, this is interesting to see. I will. I'm excited to play the Silent Hill 2 remake. I've never played it before. Uh, blooper Team seems to be capable of at least remaking the game, so that's a little exciting. The pictures at least look nice. I will have to determine more about the game when it comes out. A little upsetting that it's uh, exclusive to PS4 and PS5 for a year, but it's eh, it's fine. I, I don't mind too much. I'll just play it there. It's just annoying that I can't play it on my Xbox. But um, but yeah, Silent Hill F looks cool, but it was one of those things where okay i didn't we didn't really see the game we just kind of got a teaser 1960 japan looks cool uh but aside from that yeah i i, I am excited but at the same time it's one of those things just like oh
1: cool the thing we knew about is happening so you know. hey you know when it comes to gaming i i don't i will never complain about like true. things actually getting dates. to move forward because there are lots of things that we know are happening that to this day, I am still waiting for.
0: Yep. Yep. yep
1: Hoping, yep, yep. praying when day, it sees the light of day,
0: one day, Star Wars 13, thirteen will come back.
1: Well, one, one day beyond Good and evil two will come out.
0: <laughs> oh no. Speaking <laughs> of Ubisoft, they've experienced the departure in the form of David Gribble, who was the director of the upcoming Splinter Cell remake. He has left the company. After 11 years, he said on LinkedIn, simply, quote, time to go on a new adventure, end quote. David worked on the Tom Clancy series back in 2012 and 2013 with Ghost Recon, Future Shover, and Splinter Cell Backlist, respectively. He had a couple other credits, but I wanted to just go over this quickly. Uh, I think um, usually I'm worried about projects that lose their director, but this is nowhere near the middle of the project. This is actually still, I believe in, I think they just exit pre-pro if I remember correctly. Cause I think they got greenlit and they were probably working on pre-pro. I think they were greenlit like earlier this year, I want to say. And they're probably already finishing up pre-pro and they're about to start full production. And, and I assume whatever he was trying to do, probably they probably said no. And he just said, all right, I'm gone. So they'll find a new director to replace him. Um, and we'll just have to see. It's still a remake. We'll still have to see what this game is, what it means to the franchise. I don't know, but it was pertinent to bring up that he has left the studio. Did you have any remarks on this? I, especially being a Beyond Good and Evil* uh, two fan, I—I I, uh, I mean, who knows what I mean, Ubisoft you, you if you they're just, gonna release you, any you, of these games.
1: I'm not. I'm not the biggest uh, *Splinter Cell* fan. No, I'm an MGS guy. No, but but you, you you hate to see it like for anyone like any game series that people want to see you know you 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 never want to hear news that hey the game that you've been waiting for you're gonna keep waiting maybe indefinitely yep because yeah, people love it. the <laughs> <laughs> that you're a prom for yeah god yes yeah uh, but, but you know there you you, you never want to hear that a game has died mm. and you know you, you always want to believe that, hey, you know, something, something's going to, even though it may not happen in the time frame we want it, you know, this game will see the light of day. So, you know, congratulations to him and his new journey, you know, congratulations to the team that may have, you know, got some promotions, you know, that's a more important <laughs> role. I, yeah. So, you know, I, I hope Splinter Cell, Sam Fisher, you know, gets the return that he deserves.
0: Let's close out with this story and we'll let Odell go. Well, the obvious happened. I don't think anyone would have thought this soon though, as G4 TV has yet again found itself canceled. Reported on by deadline a memo sent to all employees by Spectre CEO, Dave Scott. The network never gained traction and HR will be helping with the closure. This wasn't incredibly surprising as you already saw people jumping ship as their president back in 2021 left the company shortly after. Um, uh, and, and sorry, and then shortly after that, Blair Herter left the company as well, and even Kevin Pereira was leaving. Uh, this happened just after the large layoff of about 20 people. We covered that last week. And to keep an eye, their total count of people was about at, post the layoff, 200. And they were in an incredibly expensive building to boot. I don't think it took a soothsayer to uh, figure out this was going to fail, um, Odell. Uh, combined with the headcount that they had of over 200 people combined with the giant lot that they purchased to run all of this before they made any money. Uh They started at the maximum cost possible. And I guess expected in some way to generate revenue to counter it. I don't know, but uh it is unfortunate. I'm never happy to see anyone lose their jobs. Although of course this was surprising that anyone thought that this was a good idea.
1: You know, it's it's a like you said, it's sad when these things happen and you know you never want to see them happen. Cause you know, you know, people always work their hardest to, you know. My thing is as someone who's and who's you know, you know, still trying to make his ultimate dreams come true, been here. I know what it's like to grind. Yep. I know what it's like, and I could I, I would never wish it on my worst enemy to be offered a job, be it at G4, any major media outlet, and then within a year's time, period, but especially within your first year to find yourself back in that grind. Like, yeah. I can't even fathom how that must make someone feel. And, of course, I know they're all going to keep grinding, get back at it, do what they can, you know, do their best to, you know, to find even greater success in the future. And it's one of those things, um, it's interesting because, you know, I want not say no one's surpri- you know, surprised, you know, per se, but, it, and I feel like it was one of those things, on paper, it made sense. Because, you know, a lot of their a lot of their people had big followings already of their own, you know, you know, that could come over and things. And I assumed which, you know, being owned by a corporation, you know, maybe they had some budget and stuff. And you know, the thing I would say is if it ultimately dissolved or became something else, I'd be like, Yeah, but I never me personally, I never expected to be to be gone this soon.
0: I didn't either. Like, I, I thought they would at least make a year. I I, I would argue that it might not made it. Past that, but I would agree on paper. I think it was an okay idea bringing back G4 in name and X-Play and Attack of the Show and bringing these things back and seeing what happens. I definitely agree with, but I just think that once it went into effect, once the giant sum of money was injected, once they hired 200 people, once that they Kind of got the original people that kind of didn't. I believe Morgan Webb was nowhere near this thing. I think she was there at, like, the reveal, but didn't come back. Jessica Chobot, I don't believe, came to this really at all. Blair Herder was only there for a few months, clearly, because he was... I think he smelled the smoke and dipped out, although he said he wanted to, like, to spend more time with his family. I was like, mm, I think you kind of smelled the fire, because it was a heavy coincidence that you left right before <laughs> everything fell apart. Um It's... And... uh I would have loved a tactic closer to like something like um, I don't know something like smaller like something like min max kind of funny easy allies or something where it's like maybe it's like 10 people and like it's like low budget and they do twitch streams and they try to bring back xplay maybe they bring back Adam Sessler every now and then to like do a review or something I don't know but. It would have been that would have been cool, although that just that never happened. They they, they went full on deep. They went, oh, I'm sure I'm sure they'd like dumped way too much money into this. And then like some higher up went over and looked and went like, why did we spend so much money on this? What is going on? Why have we not saw pretty much a any percentage of return? And they just pulled the plug. Unfortunate. And again, I agree with you. I can't imagine getting a job there and then being like, it's over in uh, well, it's been like nine months. It's I think it's actually eleven months. I think they started November tenth of last year. So like, right on the precipice of the year anniversary, it's all gone, and that's that's sad. As a guy like you said, that's grinding it out. I I wouldn't I would not uh, not watch that on my worst enemy either. I I couldn't imagine doing this and and then just getting a huge job and then being like, by the way, in nine months it's over. So that's horrific. But uh, again, all all my. All the hearts go out to everybody. I feel bad for everyone. Uh the on talent people, no offense, they all have money. They're good. I feel bad for like the people behind the scenes, the producers, all these people, the, the people that were just kind of helping in the background might might not have got the big budget money. I think I read somewhere that per appearance fee, some of these people are being paid twenty five thousand dollars. Like just just like in a crazy amount of money. So like they were definitely burning the uh candle at both ends.
1: Any last thoughts yeah, before we move just, on? Uh, no, just, um, you know, because, you know, these, these situations are always delicate. You know, I never want to, you know, insult someone who got caught up and, you know, in things, you know, beyond their control. And it's kind of just like uh, if I had to just chalk it up to just, you know, again, speaking generally here mm. is that, you know, it's weird because gaming is still such a new thing and we don't we don't feel like it's new but in the grand scheme of things it is yeah. and it, and there's still a lot of room where it's such in the in the essence of games such a different form of media you know like it's it's an active form of media you know we've had books we've had movies we had tv and, you know, and these things, as as vastly different as they can be, it's still a very it's a passive form of thing. It's something that, you know, you're not actively doing. You don't have to actively do anything to read a book other than reading. You, know, you <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. have to actively do anything to watch a movie. You don't have to actively do anything yeah. to be part of a TV show. But gaming is so fundamentally different that, you know, it's an active thing. And then to make, con like, it, it's weird because it's like, you know, like I look at Let's Plays and things, and there's always people who say, like, why would you watch someone play a game? Because that's fundamentally not how the game's meant, quote unquote, yeah. to be enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it, 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 as long as you enjoy something, there's always new and fascinating ways to enjoy things. That's not the norm. But in terms of like, how do you mass produce this and make a profit off it? You know, it's people are still finding their ways. You know, you know, it, it's it, there. There's no there's no f- win formula in gaming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: I agree. Like, there isn't like a secret sauce to any of this.
1: Yeah, you could have someone who can start streaming today and all they play is Pong and a month from now they have 5 million followers playing Pong. Yep. I can tell you why. Yeah. I I can tell you. And they're like playing like OG Atari Pong at that.
0: Yeah, like if we brought and, up like the four top streamers like just off time I had like Ninja, Dr. Lupo, I don't know. I'm not, like, huge in the scene, but, like, you know, I couldn't tell you why any of them are particularly the one people like. Because I just don't think that that's just how... It's just not how it works. It's just, like... It's, like, a mixture of, like, t- talent, and a mixture of luck, and a mixture of timing, and it's just, like... It's it's just, like, a bunch of different things, and I don't think... I, I can't tomorrow be like, oh, you know what? I, you know what? I'm gonna make it now. Like, this is when I'm gonna make it. It, it doesn't really happen that way, I don't think.
1: Yeah, Not. not, you know... Especially in gaming, because, you know, some things just take off and just and it's a it's it's a it's a weird medium to me in a way, because there's so many things in gaming when you when you're not talking about the actual games themselves. Like, you know, like I'm a, you know, like, for example, X YouTuber of X series. Mm-hmm. I don't make the game. I don't direct the game. I have no input of the game. None of the profits of the sales goes to the game. But, you know, I'm an influence of the series and people like me talking about it. And I play it, you know. I'm I'm really good, not the best, not the greatest, but you know, a margin of good. And you know, I'm charming, or maybe I'm not, because sometimes people like someone for not being charming and not being that, you know, like wonderful personality. Like they're kind of dull, and people are like, "I love this person,"
0: or they're kind of mean, but they like it. Now, I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I don't get it either. There's yeah. a couple people that I know that are popular in streaming that I'm like, "How could you watch this?" And that's just what they like. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and and again, unlike like games are games, kind of live forever, you know, mm. in in a different way than movies and TV shows because you know you could tell someone like, hey, this is an old movie watching it, it has a quote following, but like look at Among Us, Among Us was out for two whole years.
0: That's probably one of the ex- craziest ex- ones to me. Yeah, is yeah Among Us was existing. out, and it it's not like it changed. It was kind of always yeah, that was- way. It's not like it had a big update. It wasn't like a No Man's Sky moment that like changed like the way people perceive the game. It was the same. It just happened to be, like, one day these, like, f- I think it was, like, five people, like, oh, let's play this game on stream. And it like, exploded.
1: Yeah, so it's, I think, you know, you know shout out to G4, you know, maybe it can um, exist again and stuff, but I think this is a bigger lesson because we're st- like gaming is still young to where i feel like we don't have legacy brands just yet mm, like in yeah. terms of company like okay you know you got sony microsoft nintendo etc but in terms of like you know you know your IGNs, your game spots and stuff you know gaming sites you know they just they're just kind of there you know I, I know there's 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 whole generations now where like gaming media you know to me gaming media back in the day was tips and tricks magazine game Informer magazine xbox game trailers.com yeah yeah, for those who remember yeah game trailers yeah screw attack yep yep all that you know and and some of those things aren't around now and i know some kids now i have a cousin uh she's 22 like her gaming news comes like exclusively like from twitch she's Yep. She, like, uh, she, she in her mind, IGN is, like, something that used to be a thing, but it's no longer a thing, yeah. despite it clearly still being a thing. And, yeah. you know, anyone would be like, oh, IGN, they're one of the OGs of the OGs, you know, how do you not know them? But there's g- generations of people who are, like, because game media is still, like, you know, there there's no, there's no outside of the games themselves, the literal product, you know super mario world the original mario brothers pac-man pong like i said earlier tetris but in terms of like content producing companies outside of like you know the big three like you know people that it's it's, we're still basically finding our footing you know we're still in the era where like are people actually gonna buy and watch television because for those who don't remember when they first made tvs companies did not know if people would buy and watch them they're like what people sit in front of this box and watch a program? I don't people were really hesitant to invest into it.
0: Yeah, they were like, no, they have the radio, right? Like they can just have that. Yeah, they don't have, have to watch the yeah, radio. People, like, why would they watch yeah, TV? People,
1: people really thought that there's no way the TV could outperform the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a that was we a reality
0: we were in. And they're and like the four channels they had destroyed the radio.
1: Yeah, um, so and I think gaming is still very much in that that TV moment of like what how do people want to consume content and the way technology changes, you know, I mean, there's people, I know people who, go, who watch, you know, TikTok for all their information.
0: Yeah. My, I, um,
1: like,
0: my wife uh, follows, Um, I'm blanking on her name. She does. Um, She does like things. Uh, this is going to sound crazy if you don't know what it is, but she's like, she does news under a desk. I'm not sure who she is, but, but she's, she's fun. She's, she's very funny. She shows me her videos sometimes, but like, she like gives you the news, but it's, but under like under a desk. And like, I, I I forget like the shtick, but like, that's, that's how she gets a lot of her news. I'm, I'm constantly reading the news. I love it. I, I don't know why, but I've, i've just kind of always been that way and she'll come at and he was like hey did you see what happened in like yemen and i was like how the fuck do you know that and she <laughs> and she's like well you know this person i was like oh well, okay that's cool but so yeah i definitely feel you on that yeah people are finding new ways of getting educated that isn't even even not even talking about games like cnn msnbc like people aren't really watching that shit anymore like the people watching that are 30 40 50 like people growing up now are finding different ways of consuming that different media and i and that will also speak to games media and probably why it's kind of trailing in relevancy i think we see that with sony pretty much not really caring about ign Gamespot anymore they only really speak to like what like the washington post and forbes and i think that's it so like even sony like has moved on from kind of like the igns of the world to, to, to something else so I think you hit something, like, very pertinent and something that I think everyone listening should just kind of think about. Yeah, that's that's very wise,
1: I think. Yeah, but, you know, RIPG4. Yeah, I'll know, miss it. It was fun while it while I lasted. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll be honest.
0: I, I didn't watch a little, literally a single second of their comeback. I, I'm not going to pretend like I did, but I loved X-Play back in the day. I loved it. When Adam Sessler would uh do his little, like, it's four out of five. Like, that's just the biggest nostalgia hit to me ever but i don't know we moved i kind of went on we, we kind of moved on so although you have to leave soon so i'm going to ask you a question i generally <laughs> ask at the beginning but i didn't think we'd have time so i'm going to ask you two okay. back-to-back questions before you leave and that one is going to be of course what what have you been playing what have you been playing these last.
1: Oh well, if we weren't recording
0: oh. right now, I'd
1: probably be playing Mario plus rabbits. Uh, Sparks of hope.
0: Oh, do you like this? Is this good? I hear it's very good. Actually, I, I,
1: I haven't actually started it. I, I bought it oh. today. You know? Oh, I put okay. it in my switch so I can, you know, do his day one patch or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. But I haven't actually started, so I'll let you know. But I will definitely be playing that. I've been playing Splatoon, and I've been playing a. Re- I've, I've been replaying through Pokemon Yellow. I've kept, oh, I kept. I yes. kept having this urge. And I, I kept telling myself, so I'll wait till I get my analog pocket, but the urge got too strong, mm-hmm, so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been replaying that, so Splatoon, Pokemon Yellow, and Pokemon now. Yellow uh, is it.
0: majestical. I love Pokemon Yellow. It has a special place. I only, I did play it back in, when it came out. I only played it like 10 years ago now, I think, something like that. Then playing it, it was awesome. I, I loved playing it. Like, it, it, it no, no wonder Pokemon's so big. Because the formula works so well. Um, I have been playing quite a bit. I won't cover it too, too much. I actually covered in the beginning of the show. So this will just be kind of like a smaller rehash. But I finished Inscription, which is a fantastic game I think everyone should play. It's kind of a horror, not really horror, more suspenseful kind of Card game. It's very fun. I think everyone should try it out. It I love it's it tells a story in a way only video games can, and I really don't want to go too too much further because it'll spoil it, but I think everyone should at least give it a shot because it is a very special game and I loved it. I finished um or oh, sorry, I'm s i am i started Plague's Tale Requiem, the sequel to, of course, Plague Tale Innocence. I finished um the first game of the series recently to so get ready for this one, and I'm enjoying the sequel. Uh, to a a huge degree, I love it. Um, and then I started uh this morning at one p.m. Eastern, not this morning, but this afternoon, one p.m. Eastern. Uh, the Call of Duty Early Access campaign went live. I gave that a shot. So far, amazing, it's amazing. I'm only about
1: the I, remake of two. Correct?
0: Yes, yes. The remake, the two that comes out the twenty eighth, I believe. They gave um everyone like a week early access, pretty much to like the campaign. So like, if you bought like a special edition, you got it early and. It's great. I love it. I'm only about like five missions in, but it's awesome. It's, I'm having Ooh. a blast. Um, yeah, that's you know that's all i will cover, and then we're gonna ask you one more question. And of course, Ooh. what do you have queued up? Now you kind of already answered that. So this go, this would have been a, a TV <laughs> show, a, a movie, a game, a podcast, anything. But you kind of already said that with Mario and Rabbit. So that's gonna be your weekend, it's, uh, assumably.
1: Yeah, but if we if we want to look towards the future, uh, my it's probably just gonna be God of War. And yeah. Pokemon and that that's 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 gonna carry me home throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the year. I, I feel like I'm forgetting the title, like because in my mind it was like Mario, God of War, Pokemon, and there was like a fourth title that I kept saying I was gonna get, but now I'm drawing a blank on that. So I don't know what that is. Maybe it's something that's actually come out next year. Because I do that a lot with January, February games. I'm like, yeah, this year. Wait, this no, year? Like, no,
0: fine. no, no. January, February. Now, yeah. I, oh wait,
1: I think it was uh, One Piece Odyssey, but I think that's been delayed until January. That sounds right.
0: My next nintendo game is of course pokemon and then fire emblem engage cannot wait for that game uh but aside from that yeah I, i'll be playing the call of duty campaign i'm gonna finish that probably i might finish it tonight to be honestly i mean call of duty games are short oh, so. Nice. so i might finish that tonight you know, and then go back to plague's tale
1: Ooh, Plague tale is a good one but i still haven't played the original so like i'm like i'm the type of person like i gotta play the first one first i don't want to jump in and be all what's going on yeah with the story. what's
0: happening i i think it's on game pass i don't know if you have that but if you do you can play it there but aside from that well Dale, i'm gonna let you go it we ended a, right. uh, we're gonna end it a little early because uh, we actually got through the news a little faster than i thought we would it was just good and it gives you time to continue your day thank you for giving us the time now you already said it prior but i want you to say it again where can the people find you you said the podcast what is that
1: uh well you can find me on twitter at older Harmon jr it's just my name great, i keep it simple great twitter follow but also great twitter follow i have a i have a weekly nintendo podcast that i'm on called the toe boardroom definitely make sure to check that out it's every thursday at noon pacific 3 eastern i believe it's the time difference there don't quote me on that mm-hmm. but yeah it's every thursday you know like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you love Nintendo, it is a great place for Nintendo news. And yeah, just follow me on Twitter if you know. Is this on Am i saying YouTube it is, yeah, or talk is it to me?
0: only podcasts?
1: Uh, oh, it is on YouTube. Yes. It is on YouTube and okay. anywhere podcasts are found.
0: I was trying to find it. There I'm like, where YouTube is it? Version. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, so you got Spotify, Apple music, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, YouTube, the Toadstool Boardroom.
0: There you go. There's- Anyways, yeah, thank you for joining me and uh, giving me your time. This was fun. I will sell. uh, I want it on record, by the way. You are the fastest uh, message that I've ever gotten. Sometimes I'll get something in a day, a couple hours, a couple weeks. I've had someone message me five weeks later, be like, "Oh yeah, I can do." It. I'm like, "What the <laughs> so?" So you are the <laughs> fastest person to ever hit me up. Thank you so much for that. I, that that was a very appreciative. Oh, yeah.
1: of, uh, of- uh, no problem. I, I like to I like to keep give myself the twenty four hour rule. Uh, like my my train of thought is, you know, I've I know what it's like to be an upstart. Not saying you are, but I know what it's I like definitely to be an am. Upstart.
0: Don't don't you're not you're not uh, offending me with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, just working my way through the industry like a. I figured I had to figure out a lot of my own, honestly,
0: and it was not
1: the it was not the funnest of times. So I told myself, I was like, Lord, you know, until I get like Miyamoto levels of like (laughs) famous or busy, I will always if someone reaches out to me, I'll always make time to respond and do what I can.
0: Yes. So, that, so I, I try I try rule. to keep
1: myself to that to that to that rule. Cause I cause I tell myself there may come a day where like I'm actually like, you know, I'm in Japan on Thursday and America <laughs> on Wednesday and this and that. And you know, I gotta do this. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know where life's gonna take me. You know, and clearly at that if it reaches that point, I wouldn't have time to do stuff like this. So I was like, Well, I got the time, I definitely got the energy, you know. I'm gonna make it a point to be on, you know, any anything asterisk. Because, you know, of course, you
0: know, There'd be There's some things be somebody- you look and you're <laughs> like, mm, <laughs> uh, maybe not that one. <laughs> yeah, but, that's but, a
1: yeah.
0: that's a great. Well, that's something I do also try to. Uh, I, something I also try to do as. Both, I know how it is because I'm doing it right now, and also like, I know how it is for people to just not. I don't care if people say no, I have no problem with that. It's just that like, when people don't answer, that kind of hurts my feelings. I'm like, eh, you, can, you can just say no, it's fine. You don't have to like ignore me. But um, again, thank you so much, dude. I, this was so much fun, and uh, I will definitely hit you up again. This This was great. Uh, maybe in the next year we can get you back on for something.
1: Yeah, most definitely, uh, and always uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, man, and uh, until next time, Achievers. Go, Chief.